Welcome back to the Cock and Bull Podcast. It's a history thing. It's a history thing, Nathan, my co-host. Hello. Uh, that we have done 90 times now. Uh, it's a, lo- a shocking number of times we have gone down these roads. At least one of us, 90 times. Yes, been like at one, least. I, there was at least one I wasn't there for. There have been at least a couple you weren't there for. I was two. I think there are two that I was down on, yeah. But some combination of us have limped over the line at least 90 times now. Not to mention, uh, speaking of milestones, first time in a long time that we've done like three of these three weeks in three a row. Three weeks in a row. This is more consistent than I have been with anything that's not true. I recorded a whole other podcast I was about to weekly say, there's for no four way years. You were on an actual big boy podcast for a hot minute. You're <laughs> you're like a veteran to a Shot. consistent schedule. It wasn't thanks to you. It was, I mean, I we was know about that. Say, we all know that it was in spite of me that that show was produced on a weekly basis. Uh, but yes, uh, it is. It is very. It is very nice to be back. Uh, back on a routine, learning about silly history with my brother. I'm Spencer. I don't know if I. Uh, I do a terrible job actually getting my name out at the beginning of these. Um, He's but too thankfully, humble, I'll folks. say something inflammatory. I'll say <laughs> that's what it is. Spencer Fast, super humble. I say something inflammatory is the is the general goal, though, that gets you to just yell my name out of fear and anger. Uh, Nathan. Yes. It's dry in California. It, I, that seems to be a perpetually true statement. But wasn't it just flooding like a lot? Like, wasn't there just a lot of flooding? But it has been dry for a considerably long time. That's reasonable. There's a lot of whys as to how it's gotten that way. Native vegetation burned in the regions so common forest fires has basically been replaced repeatedly by some of the worst trees and plants imaginable, actually. (laughs) Holy, hold on now. Hold on. Are you saying there is a hierarchical good and bad plant? Yeah, native stuff. Um, so, like, the, the trees that repopulated the California countryside, uh, they just kind of chucked willy-nilly what looked nice um, and what they had on hand. And if it's not native, it doesn't really belong there. It's not really good for the climate. No, so California has replanted a lot of its forests with uh, what amounts to uh, tinderboxes, matches, and a hope usually. Um, and now those trees run fucking rampant. And that's not to, to mention all of the horrible farming practices that encourage people to just chuck their water in the gutter so that they don't have it taken away from next month's budget. Um, and a centuries-old infrastructure problem and so many more drought starters that permeate not just California, but the American Southwest in general. But we know it's dry in California, Nathan. It's been dry for a considerably long time. Yeah, it's quite dry. They're they're running out of water, from what I understand. They've got an ocean right there. What's their excuse? <laughs> Something about what? the... I played Fallout 3. I played a lot of Fallout 3, and I'm pretty sure there was desalination involved of some sort or deradioactive. It's hard to make salt water good. It really is, and yet that seems to be... I think that's the direction they're heading uh, for the water crisis. I think they're working on, like, big desalination devices or something like that I, oh that has to be it They're, that's the only thing they can get that's the only thing america could get horny for is some sort of <laughs> bi- some sort of mechanical engineering feat that will allow us to <laughs> allow us to sidestep not change our lifestyle at and, all exactly you know. not have to get exactly be able to pump up another cottage industry of people make another elon musk and his whole thing is he just makes salty water less salty yeah, that's what we need. <laughs> that's happening. That's coming down the pipeline. 
This is going to be great. But as you can tell by all the confidence I have in whether or not desalination tech is really happening right now, that's not quite the point of today's story. We're actually going a little further back, being a history thing and all. On December 13th, 1915, it was so dry. It was so dry that the city council was willing to hear a man out who told the councillors that he could end the drought. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. This is in San Diego, California. Oh, no. Oh, bad things always happen in San Diego. Didn't the tank <laughs> guy happen in San Diego, too? I thought he I thought he was San Francisco or L.A. or no, something. I, 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 I think one of those two. Tank, no, Tank Man, Tank Man was L.A. Tank, or, or San Diego. I apologize. Tank Man was San Diego, for sure. The man was Charles Mallory Hatfield. And for only $10,000, he promised to not only fill the marina reservoir, but he would have it overflowing in one year's time. His name was Sylvester McMonkey McBean. <laughs> Rainmakers, water witches, dowsing experts are unfortunately something of a timeless profession. Since humans have been thirsty, hucksters have been promising bullshit ways to conjure water from the earth and the sky. Even today... We've got actual scientific endeavors to artificially ionize the atmosphere and conjure rain. And there are still people with the fucking gall and charisma to walk right up next to those scientists and say, I'll do it with a magic stick and I'll do it for half the price. <laughs> <laughs> Not, nothing new. Nothing new. They've always been there. But Charles wasn't the silver-tongued salesman that you're he's not the sylvester mcmonkey mcbean that you're imagining oh he does not have these robust mutton chops these these beautiful sideburns and that nice little green hat the little bowler in fact all contemporary accounts of charles hatfield seem to have a disturbing lack of charisma hatfield was born in 1875 in fort scott kansas and he would have been 40 years old on the day that he made his offer to the san diego city council Born to a family of Midwestern Quakers, his uh -oh. voice was described as homespun. What? Hold on. No, yeah. no, 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 no. What, what, what <laughs> does that even mean? <laughs> I think, I think that means he sounds like a country boy. Okay. He okay. sounds a little simple, maybe. Okay. I must say, are they saying he sounds dumb? I don't, I don't, okay. Homespun. All right. Cool. Unimpressive, simple, maybe? Simple and unsophisticated. So he, they're calling him dumb. And that's just his voice, Nathan. His appearance was decidedly harder to backhandedly insult. <laughs> Quote, his, his piercing eyes were as blue as water, and his eerily pale skin suggested that he had little affinity for the sun. Spencer, are we talking? Is this a vampire? <laughs> I think he's... He's something that you hunt in Phasmophobia. He could be a vampire. He could be a djinn. The next morning, the San Diego Union reported that the council had agreed to Hatfield's proposal. The vote was five to one. And the one was Herbert Fay, who called the contract, quote, rank foolishness. Rank foolishness. <laughs> I mean, again, you've given a, a spectral man... A uh, ten thousand dollars in what night? We say nineteen fifteen. Mm -hmm. One sec, we're gonna do a quick conversion <laughs> on that one because I really want to know. I never did. I, I mean, I'll, I'll guess what is that? Like, um, like five hundred thousand dollars or something? It is two hundred and forty-six thousand dollars. So a quarter of a mill. They Pretty gave decent a penny pretty decent penny that is enough to run across the border very quickly and start a new life and never be seen from again <laughs> what about all the people who need rain 
He can't just, he can't tap out now. I mean, th- but this is, there's some bold, the fact that the story does not end with, and he was never seen from again, shows a level of commitment <laughs> to your craft that I don't understand because you got the bag. Go. Now let's get something straight. Uh-oh. They are not paying him up front. Oh, okay. Oh, so this is a contingent payment. Okay, this is important. So he has a contract. He has to actually make it rain enough to fill the reservoir. That is his promise anyway. I'm okay. And so now I'm starting to think he's underselling his services. <laughs> if you're gonna you're go big, if, he, if baby, he's capable go. of doing that, he needs more like a million. Yeah, also, Faye, dude, what's your objection? It, you either get what you need or you don't pay the man. It seems like a pretty open and shut case. I, I'm here for it. Which is exactly what Councilman Walter Moore said. He argued that they'd only have to make the absurd payout in the event that Hatfield actually summoned such an impossible deluge. Quote, it's heads, the city wins, tails, Hatfield loses. See, I li- I, I'm, I'm talking about this. I like this guy. He's talking 1950s common sense. I can get down with this. <laughs> and he's got it. He made it pithy, too. He had a nice, you know, say it in like seven words. And it's catchy. Let's talk about how Hatfield planned to fill the reservoir in one year's time. Now, Hatfield personally objected to the moniker of Rainmaker. Rather, he thought of himself as a moisture accelerator. Quote, I do not make rain, Hatfield said. That would be an absurd claim. I simply attract clouds, and they do the rest. Okay. Moisture accelerator is what it says on his name tag. Hatfield spent the last 10 years living in Glendale, having formerly been a sewing machine salesman. I'm sorry. It was- I'm sorry. You. How does one? Okay. I'm sure we're going to get there, but I'm just. So he, he's he's got an honest profession. It's weird, but it's honest. Damn it! You got someone's. Someone needs sewing machines, and someone needs to sell them. Apparently, uh, how does one discover one has an affinity for attracting clouds? It's a good question because what I know is he starts practicing the technique when he moves to a. Uh, friend of a friend's family ranch and then he works on his rainmaking technique and it only takes him a year to get a method concocted that he is willing to go pro with so clearly he'd been kicking the idea around while he's a sewing machine salesman and he just goes to try it out in california in 1905 he won a claim for a thousand dollar contract with los angeles to bring in 18 inches of rain within five months a contract he somehow upheld and was paid for And that was just one of 17 contracts he had made spanning from Texas to Alaska over the last decade. I mean, okay, here is an interesting thing, though. If I make this bet enough times, I'm going to win. Exactly. Exactly. It just says he made 17. You know, we don't know how many he won. Yeah. This seems this seems like an open and shut case. I'm starting to think we need. To, I'm starting to think I'm in the wrong profession. If all I have to do is fly around the country and say you need rain, I will make it rain. Oh, didn't? Sorry. All right, next time. See you. Uh, and just do that over <laughs> and over until I hit. Uh, I, I I think it might work. I I don't know. I got to get. I, well, small business talk later. But but go on. How is how is our Hatfield and McCoy gentleman gonna gonna weasel his way out of this one? Well, in 1915, just before the new year. Hatfield and his brother Paul headed out to the Marina Dam and began constructing a 20-foot tower. At the top was an 8-foot diameter platform fenced in with wooden planks, 
And it was there that Hatfield laid out several galvanized iron pans, three feet across, nine inches deep. And into the pans, he poured a mixture of chemicals and set them aflame. Okay! The smoke rises up in these big, thick stacks for a long, long while. And the fumes were described by local onlookers as smelling like a Limburger cheese factory had broken loose. I, th- those are the exact words. I don't know why. Anyway, <laughs> funny enough, uh, that, that is apparently that description is enough evidence for modern chemists to speculate that it could have been some compound of hydrogen and zinc. Um, what that has anything to do with rainmaking is anyone's guess. <laughs> also, nerds. With his toxic smoke signal in full effect, now it was time for the clouds to do their thing. And on New Year's Eve, a sprinkle of rain dampened the celebration. This wasn't the party pooper you might imagine, though, Nathan, because the following day, the newspaper headlines read, quote, Rainmaker Hatfield induces clouds to open. <laughs> okay, okay. I love what it induces, like, they it's, were like it's like a courting ritual, like a come hither sort of thing. Inducing them to open, he's got- Hey, baby, ooh, you're looking all full there. You want to let that cloud open a little bit? <laughs> Maybe out in Kansas he learned some smoke signal talk from, from the local local reservations, and he's just sending some horny messages to these clouds. Maybe that's what this is. <laughs> uh, I think you're on you something, Nate. You up? <laughs> you up? But Hatfield actually sent word to City Hall that evening, telling them that he expected a good rain here soon. On January 6th, it rained again, Ooh. but not enough to warrant another headline. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. He got a little bit, but we're not going to. Back page. Back page. Then on January 15th, a biblical downpour began. <laughs> Wait a minute. What? A whole shitload of rain, as a meteorologist might put it. <laughs> and it did not stop. When it didn't stop on the 16th, the city council started to panic. Not just because the river had jumped its banks and was what? running a mile wide. Hold up. Hold no, on. no. Hold, hold <laughs> the fucking <laughs> phone. Hold your fucking what? horses. What's up? It's been raining for a day? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's about to stretch into two days. <laughs> but I, I, I get like, a day. okay, but one day? I guess that's what mm, flash and that's heavy flooding rain. is. Is this what flash flooding is? Am I am I understanding oh, science yeah. now? You are, especially because the ground is so dry that it can't soak up or retain that water. So it immediately becomes a wave that starts sweeping out. And the city council is terrified. But again, not because the river jumped its banks and, and is running a mile wide now. No. City attorney Terrence Cosgrove was rushing to issue a statement that Hatfield's contract with the city was purely verbal and wouldn't be considered binding until it was properly written and signed. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he's he's on damage control. He's like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> you motherfuckers. Work. Are go- really? You got what you're getting what you asked for. You're getting what you at you weasels. Oh, I thought I was on I thought I was on their side. That's what Hatfield's saying up on his high 20-foot tower. It's like you're getting what you've asked for. <laughs> his I'm snow white imagine- skin and his pale blue eyes. I'm just imagining again, snow white skin, pale blue eyes, obviously a wizard's hat and staff. He's a uh, he's a fucking white walker by the sounds of it. I was about to say he's a fucking He's some sort of gaunt like zombie man that's just here to bring the rain 
Literally. He even added, the, the attorney rather, that the Rainmaker, which let's be clear, he's a moisture accelerator, <laughs> couldn't collect his fee unless he was able to prove that the runoff was a direct result of his efforts. I hmm. mean, this feels, again, I am I have switched alliances. I have pulled off my one jersey and I have switched <laughs> into a Hatfield, a Hatfield jumper because I am ready to take for the squad here. This is some bullshit. Man did his, pay me. It's the morning of the 17th now, Nathan. It has poured for the last 48 hours. Charles Hatfield is standing at the <laughs> Marina Reservoir where dam keeper Seth Swenson is surveying the results on his rain gauge. Five inches of rain in less than two days, which is a lot of fucking water. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I would say so. Textbooks would say a lot of fucking water. Swenson looks up at Hatfield and says, quote, oh, Mr. Hatfield, you done fine. Quote, Hatfield accepted the praise calmly, saying, that's nothing to what I'm going to do. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> Spencer, I may okay. This <laughs> you, I may be, I may be needing to switch teams again. Red. That's what I was about to say, Spencer. He's an anime villain right now. <laughs> he's about to do something very, very bad. What is that? What do you mean? That's not, what are you gonna do? Are you wiping this town off the map, Mister Hatfield? This is a tremendous amount of rain. You done a great <laughs> job. Just you wait. <laughs> just, just you just wait, some, boy. Just some dead-eyed Robert Oppenheimer shit like you have no idea what I have brought upon you. You don't know what rain is, son. You asked for the rain. You weren't ready for the rain. The community, Nathan, is starting to stir. <laughs> Newspapers report that people are starting to take Hatfield's promise seriously. While skeptics are pointing to meteorological reports that say that the rain is all along the Pacific. The moisture accelerator took these points with modesty, agreeing that his efforts had likely only impacted the rains as far as Los Angeles. <laughs> he's so humble. He could dunk and he's like, he's just, no, no, really. No, just, just LA. <laughs> Don't be silly. Don't be By silly. By the end of the third day. By the end of the third day, all rainfall records had been utterly smashed in the region. <laughs> Telephone lines were out. Wait, what? Swept away in their entirety. Swept? Roads what? and bridges had been washed. Just removed from their foundations. Families just had been destroyed and homes were rendered to ash. He's got a 20-foot tower because he's going to bury them under 19 feet of water. He gives That's his no, arc. He's up there with his shaman staff and his manservant Jonathan just going, look <laughs> at what I have wrought. Black headlines screamed San Diego in state of flood. But on a solitary telephone line still standing, still running to City Hall, a call came in. A call from Charles Hatfield. He was calling directly from the Marina Dam operating station. Are you ready to negotiate, Mr. Mayor? <laughs> Hatfield asked, Hello, is this City Hall? And when the other line answered yes, he said, Well, I just wanted to tell you that this is only sprinkling right now. So far, we have encountered only a couple of showers. Within the next few days, I expect to make it really rain. <laughs> What the 
this man. When the city operator asked if he was joking, he replied, quote, never more serious in my life. Just hold your horses and I'll show you a real rain. He's like, you don't know what you've undone. This is an ancient one. This is Cthulhu shit right now, Spencer. This man is not from our time and place. Just, he's so fucking menacing. Imagine him selling sewing machines. That's what I'm going to say. He just looks at you and goes, you must buy one. This isn't between you and me. It's just you buy it now or worse things will come. You don't even know what garments are. <laughs> you don't buy that sewing machine. Seven days later, you are dead like the ring and there is no explanations. No one gets closure. It's miserable. And that man just keeps going door to door. Before the operator could assure Hatfield that the current rain was quite real enough, the line was washed away in the storm. I I love the idea of them trying to beg him to stop. I know. God damn it. This is like a sorcerer's apprentice situation, and he's just gone full yin Sid, and he's just like, no, we're done. Washing this one away. As the as the rain dragged on to its fourth day, one man was rescued by rowboat. Wiping the water from his brow, he said, quote, let's pay Hatfield ten grand to quit. <laughs> no, we're past that now, sir. That was the original bargain. The deal has been altered. Pray he does not alter it any further. He hasn't even asked for terms yet. He's just waiting to see if you deserve it. But Hatfield indeed did not quit, and true to his word, the next two days poured harder than the last. Oh my god! Spencer! How is this happening? What had started out as joy for San Diego had morphed into pure terror. (laughs) On January 27th... Ecological terrorism! The mighty stone dam at the lower Ote Reservoir gave way, sending a 40-foot wall of water thundering to the coastline. Oh my god! More than a dozen people died... In the torrent that swept away every tree, livestock, and house in its path, the Colorado River reached its highest point on record, (laughs) flooding people out of their homes as far as Yuma, Arizona. What the fuck is happening? This is an X-Men story. What are you fucking talking about? The damage extended up the coast to Long Beach, San Pedro, and Los Angeles, which at least Hatfield would claim credit for. He's doing Dragon Ball Z-level attacks at this point. By the time the epic rain stopped in San Diego County, nearly 30 inches had fallen in a month, making 1916 the wettest period in the region's recorded history. The county coroner estimated that 50 people had died in what residents began to call Hatfield's Flood. Of course they call it that! <laughs> and not, yeah, not like what Exodus Part 2 or some shit. Like when- what else are you supposed to Sodom and Gomorrah, you're getting wiped off the map for something. (laughs) You have committed sins against God. Repent. With communication and transportation lines severed, naval ships were required to ferry people and supplies in and out of San Diego. As promised by Hatfield, water lapped to the top of the marina reservoir. But nobody was particularly happy about it. (laughs) You don't say he killed 50 people. He's an evil djinn. Meanwhile, nobody can seem to find the guy. What? Nobody can seem to find him because he's a human monkey paw, for fuck's sake. He doesn't (laughs) exist. He's a concept. (laughs) 
<laughs> the d- Seth, the dam keeper, just took, he looks back over, sh- Mr. Hatfield, you've killed some people. And he becomes like blue gas. <laughs> he just disappears into the ether. He's a cryptid for fuck's sake. This isn't real. Letters come into the San Diego Union from Hatfield's friend and agent, F.A. Binney. And Binney tells the paper that Hatfield's been forced into hiding in the mountains for fear of the lynch mobs that are out to kill him. <laughs> he didn't know his own strength. I can only assume they have a priest among their pack. Didn't complete with holy water. Strength. Silver, silver hatchets. You, so what a creepy, gaunt man with striking blue eyes and white skin shows up in your town and says, I'll conjure you some rain, feller. And you say, <laughs> deal, magic man. And then he proceeds to call down the heavens upon you for a month. And, and y'all, you have, if you haven't found God by that point, if you haven't like decided something or like just decided that you live in the twilight zone at that point and give it up, I don't know what to do. Your life has become a internet copy pasta for fuck's sake. This is a creepy pasta. This doesn't, this is real. <laughs> oh, Nathan, it just occurred to me. I never sent you a picture of him. Let me get you the face of Charles Hatfield. Oh, my dear sweet. Uh, yeah, no. And you, okay. And you're telling me this is supposed to prove what I'm saying is false. This has to be in the show notes somewhere, people. Look this man up and then tell me I'm wrong. You tried to act like I'm the crazy. You show me this picture. It's like, That's a real guy. He's normal. This is not an evil spirit of a monkey paw incarnate. Definitely not. And you show me this motherfucker. You absolute liar. Oh, I. Oh, you insult me, sir. Benny's letters spun a more urgent tale that Hatfield immediately began tearing down his tower after the water reached the reservoir's edge, fearing that any more rain would cause damage. Meanwhile, Hatfield is not actually hiding in the mountains. He's actually um, taking an interview with a reporter at (laughs) Benny's real estate office. Because it's the best timeline. He's running. He's doing whatever is the funniest in this situation. In it, he explained that his methods were nothing more than meteorology, the science of the atmosphere. His chemical agents only accelerated moisture, as we've said before, and that they could only work so well when moisture was already in the air. He went on record saying that he would consider selling his invention to the United States government, but not to any individual man. No one man can have all that power. After the interview, Hatfield left to collect his $10,000 check. Uh, To be fair, Uh, like a king, like an absolute, you pay, you deal with the devil, you pay up. But the reception at City Hall was bone dry. Just as they'd said in their statement following the second night of rain, Hatfield was told by the city attorney that there was no way he'd be getting any money. Hatfield was subsequently issued a summons by the mayor, and in a meeting with the city council and the attorney Cosgrove, Hatfield learned that the city was facing $6 million in lawsuits from citizens. That's $1915. oh And that honoring their contract with him would implicate them in the damages. Still, they were but willing they- to pay him his $10,000. Okay. If he accepted responsibility for the damages. <laughs> I am now, okay. One- this is a malevolent entity. This is a dark being sent from beyond <laughs> our universe and beyond our understanding to test us in some way, shape, or form. I don't know how. I don't know why, but that's what's going on right now, I fully believe. 
Um, beyond that, how is it not, I argue, as a ace attorney, their responsibility? They signed a, They told this man to make it rain. What did this man do? He made it rain. You Oh, you weren't ready for it to rain? You ask a man to make it rain, you're not ready for the rain? How is that my fault? I gave you plenty of warning. I said I'm going to fill it up to here. Where did he fill it up to? There. Did, as on the tin. Product as advertised. Blizzard. Learn things. <laughs> After careful deliberation, Hatfield sensed that paying $6 million of damages to receive ten grand was some sort of trap, and so he hightailed it out of San Diego. He would go on to sue the city for his ten grand, but the case dragged on for 20 years before it was eventually dismissed when two courts declared the storms an act of God, absolving Hatfield both of responsibility and his payday. <sighs> I, I. 20 fucking years is a long time to be in court. <laughs> 20 years is a long time to be in court. And that's a man that, and that's a man that we need because it's a man that stands on principles. That's what it is. He didn't, at that point, wasn't happening. He knew it. He knew what the odds were, but he came to make a stand for every wackadoo with a plan and a grift. That comes up, if, if your grift comes up, you know, cherries on the lotto machine, you win. And damn it, you're entitled to your full grift. If if Finian McDuff and all the rest of the, the old, now Finian McDuff was a Scooby-Doo character. But, uh, <laughs> who, Finian O'Duff, Finian McDuff was the great, he, he, ghosts of Wimbledon or something. Or no, no, the, the, the <laughs> a, high, a Highland fling with a monstrous thing. Look it up. What the fuck? Hi, look at, oh, we'll look it up. About? Look it up. Oh, you leave this in. Highland Fling with a monstrous thing, Finian McDuff. Punch it into Google. Tell me I'm not right. Um, but beyond Oh, my that, God. Uh, oh, my God. I, did you doubt me? Did you have doubts I'm in just, your soul? You I'm thought just, I was I'm just, just going to come, you... come like overly confident and not have facts and law and truth on my side? How the fuck did you conjure the actual name of a Scooby? You didn't have time to type that. That that was the name of no. an episode. Yes, I know. I I it's it's bouncing around my brain somewhere. I've it's it's referenced in a video I've seen online. I mean, hey, that is clearly a dick reference, and that is funny as shit. So I get it. That probably <laughs> is in the pop culture vernacular. I'm gonna start saying that from now on. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. Again, if your grift works. You have to get paid. It's so unfair. It's it, 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 What are you telling every grifter out there? Don't go out there and try and grift. Don't go hustle. This is America. I thought this was America. Yeah, what example does this set for all the grifters? If I want to go out there and say that I can turn water into wine and somehow I turn water into wine, I don't care how it happened. I win. I get the money. I get my comical check. Let's go. <laughs> Hatfield would go on to make more contracts as a moisture accelerator, including with Havana, Cuba. Uh, uh oh, when? Hold on. 1915. Oh, he's dead before Fidel gets there. It's, this is Bautista and them. Yeah. At the, in at 1929 the is when they reach out to him, and they, they're they definitely still a, uh, they're definitely still not enlightened and liberated yet. Um, no, they're a puppet of the U.S. They're a vassal state of the U.S. at best. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to help stop a devastating forest fire that is threatening its banana plantations. Not the slaves, but the plantation. Oh, no. Um, no the plant oh, yeah, no. His biggest contract was for $25,000 in Alberta, Canada. He had made plans to help Damn. Big Bear Lake be filled in San Bernardino, but the 
Dust Bowl and the Great Depression ultimately drove him out of business, with clients no longer able to afford his moisture acceleration. <laughs> you would think the Dust Bowl would be the time that he would rake it in the most. When do we need more rain? It's true. The driest times, though, were the poorest times, and Hatfield's not going to stoop to lowering his rates. He knows what he's worth. He knows what, uh, that's, again, a man of morals and integrity. That's what he's about. And comical rainmaking abilities. Comical rainmaking abilities. There was another facet, too, because he returns to his life as a sewing machine salesman, um, but then his wife divorced him. You're and I feel like that was no. actually a that was an if then statement. <laughs> I feel like it was I a mean, direct result. Well, I'm a lot of things. Uh, I did not think the picture of the person you sent me would be married, mostly because, again, they're <sighs> malevolent gin sent from an alternate dimension. Um, you don't think he bargained with a man that if he could make it rain, you would take his wife? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, OK, yeah, no, that that's right. He that's... stole someone's firstborn daughter or something like <laughs> what this Rumpelstiltskin character does. not Yeah, no, I mean, yes, of course he did. Well, when he gives up his rainmaking powers, that's, oh, you know, that's what, right. what sway does he have over her? It, exactly. No. Yeah. Water shaman is a thing. You need them. They balance out every good WoW party. I haven't played WoW in two decades. I don't fucking know what shamans do anymore. But I do know that Finian McDuff was in the episode A Highland Flick with the Monstrous Thing. Don't say from, it again. From an Shut episode of Scooby-Doo in roughly 1978, I want to say. 1978. I have the I have the page up. Let me check. Uh, uh, September, yeah, October 1978. of 1978? Yeah, all right. Yep, yep, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is all off right. the dome, people. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not fucking with you. I, I come correct. Nathan, I have some of the worst news that you're ever going to hear. What's up? He died in 1958. <laughs> he never got to see a Highland Fling with a monstrous thing. He was 20 years too late. <laughs> I think he would have appreciated the depths that they went to. <laughs> My man, he would have said. Hustler from another mother. A, I mean, Scooby-Doo. What was Scooby-Doo? For, honestly, for a man like, what is Scooby-Doo but a big, it's just a tale of grifting. I mean, I, he's going to root for the grifting side. Like, well, maybe one day they'll get it, and maybe one day they won't get caught by those meddling kids. <laughs> he he took his secrets, his his secret blend of herbs and spices and hydrogen and zinc. He took that to the grave with him, Nathan. He never quite sealed the contract with America. Well, I mean, can't I mean, who can blame with that? With great power comes great responsibility. And if there's one thing my man Hatfield had, it was. The, the internal fortitude as a as a person to to say no, I will not cave on my on what I know is right. He took that with him, and I respect him for it. I'm saluting in my cave by myself. In 1961, the San Diego City Council was almost once again seduced into hiring a rainmaker by the name of Edmund Jeffrey, who promised he could make it rain 40 oh inches God. in 40 days for just eight thousand dollars. Stop it! Wait one second. Hold on a minute. It, that is a significant 19, downgrade in money. Why one? Why have the services? Why have the services become cheaper again? If you're going to shoot, shoot for the moon. It's just the fast food of rainmaking now. Why? Uh, th how? 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 Is there not somebody standing up at that meeting going, "What is happening?" <laughs> just like, like the old guy from Jaws. Just exactly, <laughs> you yeah. exactly just. A, an old, just a, an old, terrified damn attendant just shaking a walking stick at him, just going, you don't remember. 
<laughs> the sins of your grandfathers be upon thee. This time, the echoes of Hatfield's flood left Mr. Jeffrey walking away without even so much as a verbal contract. Nathan, how do you feel about this one? I'm so happy right now. This is what this is absolutely insanity. This might be the absolute most ludicrous thing you have presented to me in 90 plus of these. I don't It might be. I'm terrified that the, Spencer, we've had talks over the last couple of weeks. I've had weird things keep happening that make me like have to question whether there are higher entities and things like that. And now you drop this absolute time <laughs> dimension hopping <laughs> weather wizard on me i'm just i'm in a dark i'm in a vulnerable place and you're taking advantage of that i have i have so many friends who i'll I'll see do something really really impressive and then they will immediately admit that wasn't intentional (laughs) charles hatfield is a lesson to all of you if you get lucky double the look them right in the fucking eyes and you double down (laughs) you you say oh i haven't even I'm just getting started. I haven't even begun to peak. <laughs> you can't like t- this reminds me so much of like if the people during like the GameStop squeeze if it had actually gone to the moon and done what they said it was supposed to do and like bankrupted hedge funds and it's just a bunch of sweaty Reddit nerds just like ha, 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 we've got you and then making weird anonymous demands online that would have been the closest <laughs> equivalent I could think of if that situation had gone that way and not been just depressing for everybody involved. Oh, I want to thank my sources. I want to thank your sources, Spencer. Thank them because this was insane. Uh, The the Christopher Klein article uh, in JSTOR.org and Barbara Tuthill's article from... Uh, from from 1954, she is definitely dead. Uh, she might not need she might not need thanks. I, thanks to her grandkids. Yet yet a cool way to go. Hope Barb. You're royalties on that. <laughs> we they certainly aren't. I read it for free. We also want to thank Dripless Pony Club for allowing us to use their song "There Were Buffalo on the Ark" off the album Cholera. It is a great one. Everyone go stream it a few times. Throw them a bone. Uh, maybe they'll they'll finally do another album. Maybe. And of course, we want to. It's been a decade. We, they don't remember they let us use this song. It's fine. <laughs> We want to thank you guys especially for uh, tuning in and listening. We hope you enjoy listening to this as much as we enjoy making it. And uh, Nate, is there anything you want to plug? Anything you want to sign off with? No, I can promise you, you all did not enjoy this as much as I enjoyed it this time. This is the one time. I'm going to say it definitively. I don't care what you're doing right now. I had more fun right now. It was very enjoyable, and you should be jealous. Well, we will see you guys then next week, guaranteed. Bye-bye! I'm not in